Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When you love meat, you find a way to take it with you everywhere you go, especially when it comes to getting outdoors. That's why Smithfield has so many high-quality, delicious meats that are perfect for any outdoor adventure. Whether the park you're headed to is a national park or just the one down the street, like Smithfield marinated roasted garlic and cracked black pepper fresh pork tenderloin, expertly seasoned for on-the-go flavor, or prime fresh smoked ham that'll have you building on-the-go sandwiches packed with flavor. Smithfield Extra Meaty Back Ribs bring hand-selected perfection to the backyard, and Smithfield Anytime Favorites will help you take the ham you savor to the places you love. From diced ham that'll turn any picnic into an outdoor feast, to hickory smoked boneless ham steaks that are the perfect cap to any hike. The great outdoors just got greater with Smithfield. For the love of meat. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Nomad Strength Show. I'm Ross Hillier, hosting as usual. And today, we're going to tackle a topic that for whatever reason, we just haven't uh, done very much in any of these solo shows. And uh, it's a nutrition topic, but we're going to handle it a little differently than uh, the X's and O's of eat this, don't eat that. Uh, here's what to do. Here's what not to do. Uh, we're going to approach it of a more of a mindset. And... Uh, this is something that was very significant for me in approaching nutrition and the ways that I think about nutrition. And so that's what we're going to dive into today. Before we get into that, got a couple things we got to go over. The first of which is if you are new around here, uh, first of all, thank you for joining us. And if you're not, uh, or if you are and you want to do it anyways, and you like what we're doing, uh, go to wherever you listen to your podca podcast, excuse me, hit subscribe, hit follow, uh, whatever button it is on whatever platform you listen to, hit that button. So you were the first to know when new episodes drop. And, uh, then after that, if you have the ability to on the platform you of your choosing, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a nice little blurb about the show. All of that really helps the show grow. We have been growing fairly consistently, almost clockwork like, uh, since we began in March and it's been really cool to see and I have you guys to thank for that. Uh, the second part is if you want to be a part of the community that we're building in Nomad Strength, head over to tribe.nomad-strength.com. You'll find all of the info about what the uh, Nomad Tribe membership is all about. Uh, all of the awesome things we're doing there that are exclusive to that membership that I don't do anywhere else. And uh, that's where all the info is, tribe.nomad-strength.com. And then finally, this episode, like all others, are brought to you by 
Ride On Optics. And uh, tomorrow I am heading up into the mountains to test out in the field the new Ride On scope that I got for my hunting rifle. Deer season opened this week here in Idaho. And so I am heading up tomorrow actually and, and hopefully have some good stories to share on next week's solo show with you guys. Um, but other than the fantastic high quality optics that they make, which uh, are arguably or inarguably the best for the price optics that you can get on the market. And that's actually inarguable because they are. That's just the ridiculous high quality that they make stuff with. On top of all that, they have an awesome uh, education platform on the website, rightonoptics.com. And if you go to the Revolution tab, you'll have what's called the Right On Revolution. There's the blog. There is uh, Right On University, which is an educational platform to teach you all about scopes, how to set them, how to dial them, how to sight them, plus a ton of other uh, firearm things if you're wanting to get more knowledge about the firearm world. Then there's the Right On podcast that the founder, Brady Speth, hosts. Brady was on our show uh, several weeks back, and his podcast is awesome. If you like this one, I promise you'll like the Right On podcast. So go to rightonoptics.com, R-I-T-O-N, optics.com, and check them out. So let's dive into what we're going to deal with as it relates to this nutrition problem, question, whatever you want to call it. The nutrition world is one of those that is so dogmatic, to put it nicely, uh, tribal, and a bunch of other words that I could think of. Um, But you guys don't really need me to tell you that. You all know how difficult it can be to navigate all of the things that go on in the world of nutrition. It's hard to tell who are the snake oil salesmen. It's hard to tell who's really out there doing good work, teaching people the the good things about nutrition, how we can begin to heal our bodies and how it can be the, the beautiful, healthy thing that it is, right? And, and who's just out there to peddle garbage. And it's really hard to tell the difference. And without getting into the weeds on any of that, because that's not the point of this show today, what we're going to talk about today is our approach to the food that we eat on an internal level in our mind right? And how we actually view the food that we're eating, because that in itself is a huge shift in, first of all, actually being healthy and making good choices. And then secondly, being content and being happy with those choices. Because I I would imagine that all of you listening right now have, have quote unquote dieted at some point. And I would imagine also that those of you that have dieted have gotten to a point within that diet probably fairly quickly. I would imagine within the first week or two where you hated it and you realize that this is not helping me or maybe it is helping me, but I'm miserable and this is just not something I want to continue doing. This is not a lifestyle that is sustainable and it doesn't need to be that way. And we can still have great health. We can still get great results. Uh, by taking an approach that is actually suitable to your lifestyle and something that you enjoy doing and eating healthy, real food. And the, the deviation I'm going to make from this is there are absolutely times that, is it, that it is acceptable to put yourself through the ringer when it comes through nutrition. If you're preparing for a specific event, if you're, uh, you know, if you're someone who's competing and you need to be at a certain weight, right? Or if you're trying to do something by a certain date, there are absolutely seasons 
in life where it can be very beneficial. And I would recommend everybody has a couple of these where you get really dialed in and maybe do some things that are uncomfortable for you uh, and and really test your your inner strength, your discipline, you know, whether it's counting macros extremely diligently. I think that's a beneficial tool and a beneficial skill to have for everybody to understand portion sizes and what actually any of that means. I do not think that is a lifestyle that is doable for most people. The constant tracking and weighing and all of that stuff out. It's a very good diagnostic tool to be able to use when needed. And and there are times in life when it is needed. So that's the deviation I'm going to make from this is, you know, whether it's a 12-week period, whether it's a six-week period, you know, there are times when more diligence, more discipline is absolutely beneficial. Now, that being said, one of the things that is really difficult for people to understand is what they view food as. And how you view food makes a very big difference in your relationship to it. And I'm sure you guys can hear right now, uh, I'm recording outside by my fire pit, got a nice little fire going here on this cold morning. Uh, There's a garbage truck going on behind me. So I apologize for the background noise, but uh, relationship to the food that you're eating is is what we're trying to improve, right? And understanding and viewing food in a certain way can be really the catalyst for that relationship. If you're only looking at it as a means to an end, then, you know, that can be, I wouldn't say healthy, but that can be helpful in those times where you're trying to hit a very specific goal in a very specific time frame, right? I just need to get the food in that I need to get in because it's going to help me get to my goals. Uh, and I have this time frame I need to work with, right? That can be a way to sort of detach and, and that can be helpful. But if we're talking long-term, what is going to help me enjoy the food, enjoy this process of health for the rest of my life, well, the first thing that people tend to do when they start a new nutrition protocol or I, cause I don't even like diets because that just conjures up too many negative words is they begin to think about all of the foods that they're no longer able to eat. Right. That's the first thing that people say when they start something else is like, well, it's the, it's this diet. So I can't have this. I can't have this. I can't have this anymore. And you're, you're setting yourself up for failure by using language like that. And the way that has been most helpful for me and, and for the people that I work with and coach to begin to make that transition is, here's the, here's the protocol that I'm following. What are the foods that I, I actually get to eat and I'm pumped about eating because I want to be excited about the protocol that I'm on. And how do I view this food as what is going to be you know, extremely nourishing for my body? How do I, you know, the the foods that I eat, I want to nourish my body. I want them, I want my body to feel good after I'm done eating this, you know, and that doesn't mean boring, right? Like I have done podcasts about going carnivore and doing those things in the past. And I still, for the most part, I would, I would say between 80 and 85% live in the carnivore world. Uh, but that is just really good food to me right? And it's healthy and it's nutrient dense, right? But like, if you're going to complain about not being able to eat certain things, and I'm over here saying how pumped I am to eat this Traeger grilled ribeye with 
a little bit of liver on the side and maybe some uh, some red potatoes. And like, how, how do you beat that? But I'm looking at it from the stance of, this is going to be so nourishing for my body and my body's going to feel really good after this. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to eat this. And imagine if that's the way that you viewed the food that you're going to eat every day. Every time you eat, you're pumped about it because you know it's delicious and you know it's going to make you feel good. And that second part is what the key is because there's a lot of food that we love that tastes really good, right? And how do you generally feel in the hour or hours after those experiences? And we all know what I'm talking about. You know, the food that is really palatable, and it tastes amazing, so we think, right? Because it's just been made to taste good no matter what's in it. Uh, and afterwards, you're a lot of times you're like, oh, man, I really shouldn't have eaten that. It was really good, but, I, you know, I feel, I don't feel great right now. I mean, how many times has that happened? You know, I've done it countless times. I mean, this is not something that is like, I'm perfect every time I eat something now. Far from it. Like, I have moments where I give in to stuff because I know it looks good and it tastes good. And afterwards, I'm like, oh, man. That, you know, sure, tasted good, but at what cost, right? And part of this is understanding that it is not a issue of morality around good foods and bad foods. We're attaching those words that have a sense of morality around them rather than understanding that these are foods that nourish your body, that make it healthier, and there are foods that don't. And you make that choice and you have to live with that choice. There's no one else in the world. And this is one of the, and, and tangentially, this is one of the things that drives me bananas, uh, is this idea that we don't have control over what we eat. There is, especially if you live in the States, right? There is nothing, I mean, literally nothing in your life that you've got 100% control over, over than what you're shoving into your gullet, Right? I mean, you are, unless someone is literally forcibly putting food in your mouth, which I would, you know, whatever. I would imagine that that is few times, if ever, right? Uh, there's nothing in life that you have 100% control over. You have 100% control over your food, right? You may not be able to afford the, the really nice high-end organic stuff, but you can always make a better decision than the one, you know, you're faced with a choice every time you eat something. You can make the better choice in that moment. No matter what the better choice is, there's always a better choice. You can make that better choice. And when you're faced with those moments, you always know what the better choice is, right? And if you're faced with two things that are really unhealthy, you have a choice where you like, you know, I'm, I'm really hungry. I can eat this right now and feel like garbage later, but satisfy this, you know, quote unquote hunger or realize that in three or four hours, I'm going to have a chance to go home and make some lunch. I don't need to eat right now. Maybe the, maybe the, the better choice right there is not eating. Right. But this concept of we don't have control over our food is it's, I understand it. First of all, I understand that thought process, but it is absolutely inaccurate. You have a hundred percent control of what you put in your mouth. And so if you're looking at the things as what are the most nourishing foods that I can eat? I oftentimes don't need to actually tell people what those things are. You know what is healthy food. My wife works in an elementary school. 
I can walk into pretty much any first grade classroom, although it's getting a smaller, it's it, the, the percentage of kids that don't know is getting larger. But I can go into a, you know, a first grade classroom and say, kids, what is a healthy food for me to eat right now? Almost all of them, again, the, the population that is growing is the one that is not really sure what is healthy. And that's a larger problem, right? But the majority of students would probably say, you know, eat your fruits, eat your fruits and vegetables, have some uh, some meat, eat, drink some milk, eat some eggs, right? Like, this is not a rocket science approach. And so, oftentimes, that can be the first step we take when we begin to change what it is that we're consuming. Because the the other part with this, especially if we're leaning towards eating more protein, which is, you know, the benefits of that are, I mean, I don't know if I could read a list of them and, and talk shorter than I've already talked in this podcast. I mean, they're endless, uh, essentially, in terms of benefits of a higher protein diet. And those things are naturally more filling right? So you're not going to be feeling this empty sense of, I just need to eat something. Uh, so I'm just going to grab something and you're not going to feel like that every couple hours because you're going to be naturally satiated from eating real food, high protein food, lots of good fats, and then sprinkling some carbs that are based around your activity level. I mean, if we're going to distill it down to three bullet points, that would essentially be it. There's some more nuance there, but the idea is look at food in a way that is going to help you understand what is nourishing for you. And I just keep coming back to that word because that word helped me so much when I was uh, going through a lot of this myself. It's what's going to make me feel good. I know what makes me feel bad. So I can avoid those things. What things am I going to enjoy that I know are going to make me feel really good? I'm telling you right now, going back to the carnivore thing, I did not expect to have as positive an experience as I did. Uh, But I am, I mean, you guys know it already if you've listened to this or follow me on social media. I'm on the liver train. And seriously, if that's like the first thing I consume in the day, like I'm going through, this is the morning time I'm recording this. Uh, I've, you know, I'm, I'm going through a little bit of an intermittent fast right now. I'm going to eat. The first thing I'm going to eat is I got some new buffalo liver the other day. That's going to be the first thing I eat. Just sprinkle some salt on it uh, and pop it straight in your mouth, cut it in some slices. Now I'm going to go raw just because it's good and I like it. You don't have to go raw. You can cook it. But I'm telling you right now, as it relates to liver, it, it's one of the only things I've ever eaten that I can legitimately feel the effects of feeling better within a half an hour of me eating it. Like I legitimately just feel better every time. And so those are they're going to be foods for you that you you realize this actually makes me feel really healthy. And those are the foods you want to eat more of. And you know because they're going to be the foods that you probably think they are. And uh, you just got to eat more of those foods and get get high protein in your diet. We're talking about red meat, animal fats. We're talking about uh, high quality versions of those meats, as high quality as you can afford, right? And those things are going to make a difference. And it's all about reframing what you view food as. Again, to go back to what I said earlier, there's a time and a place, there's a season for viewing it as a means to an end, viewing it as fuel only. Uh, But there's no reason why it can't be fuel and taste really good, right? So if we begin to make this process of our mindset switching, that's the first thing I want you to, to focus on is 
What are the nourishing foods? What am I going to feel good after eating? Not what am I going to eat? You know, I'm going to eat this and like, I know it's going to taste good, but I'm going to feel like dog crap within a half an hour. And and maybe even while I'm eating it, I'm going to already feel like I know I probably shouldn't have eaten this. I'm going to feel not very good. I'm probably going to be making a few extra trips to the bathroom than I usually would on this day. Uh, But again, understand that that's your consequence of your choices. You have consequences to every choice you make, good and bad. And if the consequences are good and you've made a healthy decision, be good with that. But understand if the consequences are bad and you made a not, a, a unhealthy decision, then own it. Like you made that decision. So this is the first step I like to take with a lot of people because again, this is just reframing and, and honestly, it's a lot of times breaking a lot of patterns of what we tend to view food as. And this is a much more sustainable approach to it, in my opinion. And it's been the case with a lot of the people that I've worked with and coached over the years. And this makes for long-term gains, long-term health. And again, there's some nuance of how much of these things do I need to eat? A lot of that has to do with what your goals are, right? We can get into some of that stuff, but this is oftentimes the first place that's easiest to start is what's the better choice? How do we make that choice first? Then as that becomes easier, we can get into the minutia and a little bit more of the nuance of how we go about achieving very specific results, right? But this is where we wanted to start. And that's why I wanted to do this episode because it's come up in a handful of conversations and I wanted to address it on the podcast because this is my podcast and I can address whatever I want to address on it. So Uh, that is it for today. If you have questions about this and you follow me on Instagram, reach out, send me a message, uh, follow the newsletter, go to nomad-strength.com, sign up for the newsletter so you can be in the know when new things drop, when new coaching programs are unleashed on the world. And there are a couple of fun ones coming up that I'm excited about that we'll talk about later on. But, uh, let me know if there's questions you have around this and if I can clarify or, or bring some, shed some more light on some of these views for you. So that's it for today. Have a killer weekend and great, great episode coming up Monday. I'm pumped about it. So enjoy the weekend and I will talk to you guys soon. Mm